is a serial entrepreneur, a business growth specialist who studied animal psychology and neuroscience in college, then studied law at UC Davis uh, School of Law, then became an attorney in the state of California before founding a numbers of multi-million dollar businesses who now owns his own digital marketing service. His name is Clayton. So welcome. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I actually didn't notice that you studied animal psychology. Like, wow, like that sounds super interesting. What was you know, it is. It's, it's really funny because uh, even though I don't practice it as a, uh, a way of living, um, mm -hmm. I, I still very much enjoy it. And, and I'm currently um, uh, binge watching Our Planet on Netflix right now. So uh, <laughs> I, I, still, I still want me some David Attenborough and, you know, and some <laughs> nature shows. Well, no, I, I genuinely, I don't think I know anyone who studied animal psychology, like other than you. It's, it's, it's actually like amazing. Yeah, it's, it's physiology. It's how the bodies work, not, not necessarily how the animal minds work. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Now I see. Okay. So today I wanted to talk about you today. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know that you're a serial entrepreneur, right? Like you started multiple uh, businesses and you, you were also a lawyer or attorney before. Can you give me some background of your story? Did I get the, all the story right or did I miss anything? Like, can you? No, no, I, I think, I think you've, I think you've got the big overview. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, give us more juice. Like, what? Uh, what's your background? What's your story? Can you tell tell us, like, overall? Yeah, I mean, just you know, it, it's everything that you mentioned. Uh, kind of an eclectic background of, of you know, studying uh, the biosciences uh, to studying law to um, you know, kind of being an entrepreneur and, and starting several businesses, uh, some of which uh, were very successful and some of them which quite frankly failed and so uh it's been a it's been an up and down learning process um you know and i think i learned early on too that uh, you know for me I'm, I'm happiest when i am creating uh that, that there's something in the creation process right. that uh you know gets me out of bed it, it gets me excited um about the day even even if the days are longer or harder than if I'm just uh, punching a clock and, and showing up, uh, you know, from a typical nine to five. So, uh, you know, that's what sort of led me into the entrepreneurial world. And, and, and that's mm -hmm. what kept me here uh, as well, uh, because I, I love the, um, you know, like I said, I love building. And, you know, and, and when it's, we're talking about building, we're also talking about making a serious impact on other people's lives mm -hmm. uh, because that's what uh, that's what we do as as businesses that's why we hold up our shingle and uh, put out our services or our products it's really to make other people's lives better mm. so that actually uh, made me another question um so you said that like pretty much when you wake up like you have some purpose to live up to right like that that's what excites you every morning but you know as business owners as we are i have already also experienced something like this where i just couldn't like keep up with my energy like i just felt like oh this is gonna be so hard like another day of like this is like a early you know phase of startups like pretty much anytime you're starting your new thing like nobody's giving you the confirmation that you're going to succeed or nobody's giving you 
you know the permission that you can feel you you would be successful like you know what i mean and then um even then like you have this such a strong mental gravity and self doubts you still have to get up and do it like in order for you to create uh something you want to build right so how would you uh manage that like when nobody's believing in you right like how would you go about that boy you you've unpacked a lot of questions there so let me let me see if i can get to <laughs> all of them okay uh, you know the first thing i want to address is is i, I want to debunk a myth that's out there where a lot of guys like to say oh just just take the first step the first step's the hardest right we have famous quotes that says the the journey of a thousand miles starts with the, you know the first step and that's very true mm. but i'll also say that uh you know the first step sometimes is the easiest one because you can work yourself up into a lather of enthusiasm and excitement and you know you can take that first step mm-hmm. and whether it's starting a new business venture or whether it's starting a new workout routine you can get up for that first step and you can game plan the whole thing and mm-hmm. in the words of the great mike tyson uh you know we can all have a great game plan and it goes out the window when mm-hmm. you get punched in the face <laughs> and so i always say uh you know so i i also have a background in um sports and uh did uh did competitive para triathlon for about 10 years and the first step's always easy but it's can you show up on that second day when mm-hmm. the body's a little bit sore can you show up on that third day when you don't really have the same amount of energy um mm-hmm. how about on the fourth day when uh your mindset just isn't into it and 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 so you have to play these little games to trick yourself uh but those are the days that are are the more important days to just mm-hmm. show up and do something right. uh i used to trick myself like like if i were sick or i didn't feel well mm-hmm. uh, I, i made a deal with myself and i said all right creighton you go to the gym and pound weights or you go to the pool and you 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 swim for 5 minutes Mm-hmm. because if you could slap your way pack everything up get over to the gym get into the pool and work out for 5 minutes if you still feel lousy you can go home no no problem mm-hmm. i never once did that where i didn't finish the workout because i always felt better um, mm-hmm. after the workout so so to bring it back into the entrepreneurial and the business world it's it's really the same thing we ride this sinoidal wave of up and down and up and down and when you're down you know sometimes you need to give yourself a physical break sometimes you need to give yourself a mental break uh sometimes you need to give yourself a a spiritual break and you know really disconnect uh right. for a small period of time mm-hmm. uh and on those days i i i follow the words of tim ferris where he mm-hmm. says hey look you know if you look down your laundry list of to-dos mm-hmm. and you simply don't have the time Mm-hmm. or the energy to get everything done what's the one thing what's the one singular thing that you can do today that will move your business forward the most and mm-hmm. so if you can get that done even if it only takes an hour or 2 hours and by the way it's usually the hardest thing and the one thing you don't want to do on that list yeah. but if you can do that then then you've had a good day mm-hmm. and then you can take um a little time off to yourself uh, uh go get a massage go go 
meditate or, or whatever it is you need to do to get yourself back into an energetic uh, mm. state of mind. Uh, because managing, managing your energy is a big, big deal when it comes to being an entrepreneur, when it comes to be, being a business owner. Mm -hmm. So I want to dig a little bit more deeper into that. Um, sure. So entrepreneurs tend to be more correct, right? Like you said. Um, and I personally met a lot of entrepreneurs and mm -hmm. including myself, I tend to be like just working, working, working without nonstop, right? And then it's just like a, by the nature. Um, and I think a lot of people have hard time um, understanding the importance of taking a break. Um, you know what yeah. I mean? And then I still kind of have problem with that. Like I'm, I'm the kind of person who's either, either or kind of person. So I'm at the very extreme side of everything. So if I'm in, I'm like all the way in, like that's the kind of personality I have. But then because I have this personality, um, I tend to, in the past, I've experienced a lot of burnout. So I think you brought out a very good point right there. You said, you know, taking a break is something that um, tactically you can use to keep the momentum or keep the motivation going, right? Like, how do you, for all the workaholic people who are listening, how, how do you advise, like, you know, managing that energy, integrating the habits of, you know, taking rest and uh, rest, I'm sorry, uh, taking rest? Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, it's an individual, um, mm -hmm. you, you know, tactic for each person. Uh, I think it's very important to, from a physical standpoint, you got to move. There's just no, no two ways about it. You got to move. Mm -hmm. So if you're into lifting weights and, and pounding weights at the gym, go, mm -hmm. go to the gym, you know, three, four, five times a week and pound weights. Uh, if you're, if your jam is in the pool, if your jam is just walking at the local park, I mm -hmm. mean, there's, there's, there's so much, um, you know, if you're just sitting there at your computer pounding away. And by the way, entrepreneurs are the dumbest people in the world. We are, uh, you know, we'll, we'll trade in a 40 hour a week job where we have no responsibilities when we go home so that uh -huh. we can work 80 to 100 and be yeah. <laughs> into our business 24 uh, seven mm. and never give ourselves a break and make less money. So yeah. you know, we're, we're dumb <laughs> um, but, but having said that, it's really important to figure out you know, what your jam is when it comes mm -hmm. to moving around. I had a friend of mine who, or a colleague who said, I, I hate going to the gym. I said, cool, don't go to the gym. Go do what it is you've got to do. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I strongly stress figuring out what hobbies that you mm -hmm. want so that you can, you can mentally disconnect. I mean, the reason why I love the pool so much is because I actually can't bring my phone into mm -hmm. the swimming pool and by not being able to bring my phone into the swimming pool the moment i jump into the water to the moment i get out mm -hmm. i am completely cut off from the rest of the world even if that's only for a half an hour or an hour of time mm -hmm. i'm disconnected and in that moment of being disconnected i can recharge my batteries and recharge my energy uh, so mm -hmm. that i can come back stronger and uh, you know then from a spiritual standpoint, uh, you know, it, it's whatever, 
you know, again, I think it's very individualistic. If, if, you're, if you're Christian or Catholic and you believe in God, you know, go to church. If you're uh, into, you know, some of the Eastern philosophies and, and meditation, mm -hmm. then go meditate. Uh, but whatever it is you have to do, uh, quieting yourself is really, really important as well. Because if you're constantly inputting, 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 mm -hmm. you, never get a, you never get that opportunity um, to, to digest it all. And then mm -hmm. that just continues to build your, your stress levels up. So can you tell me a little bit more about, um, about the maybe hard experiences that you had building up your businesses, your past businesses? What were the hardships that you had to overcome? Yeah, I, th I think, uh, I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot, and, 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 I, and I'll warn entrepreneurs uh, or, or those who are on the fence trying to get into it. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's not a matter of if you'll fail, you will. It's when. Mm -hmm. and, and not to say that you'll fail massively, but there are going to be bumps in the road. It, it just doesn't work uh, smoothly, you know, mm -hmm. and so you got to be prepared for it. Uh, there was a great TED Talk that said that successful entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. um, it didn't matter what their mm -hmm. education was. It didn't matter what their socioeconomic class was. It didn't matter mm -hmm. what their ethnicity was. Uh, the, one, the one common denominator that they all had was grit mm -hmm. or perseverance. And so mm -hmm. you've got to be able to you know, persevere through uh, the good times and the hard times. And by the way, the hard times are actually really, really important because mm -hmm. Uh, those give you a huge opportunity to learn, to learn about mm -hmm. yourself and to learn mm -hmm. about your business and what you're all about. Uh, because there's nobody, nobody in the world, even the most seasoned uh, business veteran that can imagine all the different possibilities that will happen. Mm -hmm. And so things will come up and you got to roll with the punches, as they mm -hmm. say, and, and you got to learn from them. Mm. Was like there any earlier, you know, mm -hmm. manage your energy? Mm -hmm. So, what were you thinking about though? Like, is that what you were thinking about when you were going through, um, like anything particularly? Like, if when you were going through a hard time, something particularly? Particular? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that, uh, I. I mean, every time that something hard's coming along, mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously the, fir the first thing that comes to mind is how do I get out of this, right? Like, mm -hmm. But there's nowhere to go because you are the business and, you know, you, the buck stops with you. So it's like, okay, how do, I, how, do I, how do I ask better questions so that mm -hmm. I can get better answers? So if you want to keep going down the black hole, mm -hmm. the rabbit hole and, mm -hmm. and, and deeper into that, you know, bottom uh, uh, valley, you ask bad questions. You say, oh, gosh, why me? Or, or why is this happening? Or why does this keep, you know, um, you know, happening to me? And, mm -hmm. and that's how you get stuck really quickly. And right. so what I try and do is I try and ask, you know better questions and be you know so it, let, let's say we have uh, a you know a client that's unhappy it's like okay well what mm -hmm. would it take to turn this thing around and make this client you know happy 
and, and what would it take uh, to improve this situation? What would it take to have ourselves become, you know, better so that this situation never happens again? Mm -hmm. And so then we can take um, a potentially upsetting situation and turn it into a, a very big positive and, mm -hmm. and grow from that. Uh, right. That's really has to be the mindset of every entrepreneur. Um, mm -hmm. I talk to, you know, for example, uh, restaurants got, you know, mm -hmm. owners, they get all upset because a, a, a customer or will come in and then write a terrible review on Yelp. And, mm -hmm. you know, you got to be careful because some guys are trolls and they're just going to do what they do. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I tell them, I say, look, when somebody writes a bad review on your restaurant, it's a grand opportunity. Like it feels bad. Your initial reaction is to feel bad, but it's a grand opportunity because 94% mm -hmm. uh, of the people who have a bad experience at your restaurant won't tell you. They just won't return. Mm -hmm. So that small 6% that had a bad experience and felt compelled to write about it the reason they write about it is because they expect it better and they want better from you. And so this is now your opportunity to reach out and say, hey, we hear you, we listen to you, and we're committed to making your experience better. And so mm -hmm. you can actually flip that bad situation into mm -hmm. a good situation. You invite them back and you say, hey, look, you know, we, we've had, you know, we've, whatever the issue is, we fixed it. Um, we'd love to have you come back and then they come mm -hmm. back and now they've, they've turned somebody who perceived it as a negative and now it's a gigantic positive because now they're a fan of yours because they're like, wow, these guys really, really cared. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's the, the, the belief and the and mentality, uh, that you have to have is that even the negative or seemingly negative experiences are really mm -hmm. opportunities for learning, opportunities for growing, and opportunities for getting better. Mm -hmm. So uh, I heard someone saying that uh, you want to have both, you know, positive and negative reviews. Well, not reviews, I guess, positive and negative voice around your public figure because we were talking about negative and uh, positive and negative reviews in the context of restaurant businesses now but then we can also kind of say the same thing about you know if you are trying to be the public figure like be the spoken person of something like mm -hmm. someone said you want to always have negative and positive reviews right like can you kind of elaborate on what you just said about businesses into you know personal figures, like who are trying to be, you know, the spoken person in the internet or something? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll address that in two ways. I mean, and the first is if you have nothing but five star reviews on Yelp or, or whatever the review board is for your business, Angie's List, what have you, uh, people get skeptical. <laughs> they, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't believe it. They want to see at least one or two negative reviews because uh -huh. they don't think that there's anybody that can be 100% perfect for everybody. Right. Uh -huh. uh, so, so there's a little bit of credibility that goes uh, goes along with that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I think when you're building a business, mm -hmm. you have to put your foot in the ground and you have to, you have to decide 
and we'll get into this a little bit more later or, or maybe on your other podcast, but you have to decide what, what it is you stand for. That is so important right mm -hmm. now, uh, especially in the United States, in America, mm -hmm. where, where we're going through a lot of uh, social reform mm -hmm. and, you know, people are going to be pickier about, you know, consumers are going to be pickier about where they spend their money mm -hmm. and they want to know now because because of the internet that, that the information is readily available. Mm -hmm. What, what do you spend, you know, what do you stand for as a person, mm -hmm. uh, the CEO of this business? Uh, what does the business stand for? Because I want to give my money to somebody or, you know, or a business that is in alignment with my values. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to support, um, you know, a business that is not in alignment with my values. Mm -hmm. But the, the hard part about that is when you put your foot in the sand and you take a stand on something, mm -hmm. you're going to piss somebody off. Mm -hmm. Like somebody's going to going to disagree with you. Mm -hmm. And, and that's okay, because maybe that's not your target client, that maybe that's mm -hmm. not, you know, the best person that you should be working with or aligned with. And so mm -hmm. even though you'll gain many, many more followers and many more customers and many, many more clients, you're going to lose a few along the way as well. Mm -hmm. But at least you stand for something. And, you know, there's a, oh gosh, I think it was Robert Collier or one of the great uh, copywriters mm -hmm. who said, look, if you're not pissing somebody off by noon. Mm -hmm. You're not getting your message out there enough. And, you know, that's, that's yeah. yeah, that's, that's just how it, that's just how it is. You can't, mm -hmm. if you're trying to please everybody, eventually mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're going to please nobody. You have mm -hmm. to know who your client base is, who mm -hmm. are the people you serve and, and then serve them to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I explore a lot um, about in my book. Even um, I talk about the difference between being correct person and then being helpful person, right? And the way to go about it in the topic of leadership, especially, is about being helpful rather than correct person. Um, but that being said, I think wanting to be correct is a common desire. Like I think it's integrated into our human nature that everybody wants to be correct in some eyes, right? Including ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to know your opinion about around this area because, for example, this is a little bit like very extreme side of philosophy. <laughs> but then if you think about like really anything, any information in this world, like being 100% accurate or being like super like concrete, legit uh, source of information is almost impossible. But then a lot of people, a lot of need, have the need of like having to be the correct person of whatever they present, right? And maybe this is just me, but sometimes it triggers me as a thought that, um, and also I grew up in a culture where uh, the things were either correct or wrong. So I had to always approach to things from the perspective of, is this correct or is this wrong? Like that's the only two things that I knew growing up, right? Now I kind of really changed it. So 
I'm not there exactly anymore. But sometimes that fear of not being correct still arises in me. You know what I mean? So my question to you is, how can, how do you think person can raise like absolute certainty about whatever they stand on? And this is very like philosophical. So I'm sorry if I'm like Sure, that. sure. No, <laughs> Super again, pretty, pretty deep. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's, let's, let's unpack this here. I, I mean, the, the reality of it is uh, each of us as persons, we're in a constant state of, of flux. We're in a constant state of change. The, the person mm -hmm. that you were uh, 10 years ago, five years ago, even a year ago, it's, you're not the same human being because you have uh, a different set of experiences and life experiences that have shaped you. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to practice a little bit of self-care and forgive ourselves and say, hey, it's not about being absolutely right. It's about doing the best we can with what we know. Because as, as you mentioned, yeah, you know, especially in the Asian culture, that there seems to be a lot of very black and white. But in the reality of the real world, there are an infinite number of shades of gray. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that we are also in a time and a place where a lot of us need to do a little less talking and a lot more listening. And, and to find out, you know, why, why people feel the way they do. And, you know, when we're, when, you know, to swing it back into the entrepreneurial world, mm -hmm. uh, businesses would be better off doing a lot more listening to their ideal customer, to their ideal clients and, mm -hmm. and understanding what they want and, and, and what's important to them and what makes them feel good about themselves so that they, you know, the businesses can deliver those things because mm -hmm. your business ultimately isn't about your product. It isn't about your service. It's about how you make somebody feel in the moment when they buy it. So all the crazy sales tactics, it's like, great, you've got the sale, but if immediately there's a buyer's remorse, it's like you've not done a really good job because mm -hmm. somebody doesn't feel good about doing business with you. They feel duped. Mm -hmm. Um, but if, if you listen and, you know, to their needs and you listen to, to what they're all about, mm -hmm. uh, and you deliver them, now you're in a relationship with them. And especially like for us, you know, we're in the service industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, we do, we do marketing. We see everything as, as a partnership. Mm -hmm. Uh, we want to build that relationship. So we can't, we mm -hmm. can't afford to have you know, somebody who's got buyer's remorse immediately thereafter. Mm. We don't want that. Um, so, you, you know, and, and I think that also kind of going forward, uh, it's okay to recognize that there may not be an absolute almighty correct answer, mm -hmm. uh, but there may be many, many shades of gray and, and you know, uh, it, it may be a very uh, nuanced way of looking at things. Mm. So this is my final question then, um, before wrapping up. Um, so you brought up a very interesting point. I think uh, we don't have to be certain about our knowledge as they are. 
but then we al always should have this space for growth, right? Further growth. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also talked about like how businesses should act in that dynamic, right? Of like understanding of um, like um, how we should behave. So I want to ask you, when it comes to leadership, like when you when you had to manage teams or when you had to manage even like client services, like how did you apply what we just talked about in this context where you had to deal with customers who were unsatisfied or where you had to deal with like a team members where your opinion was different from them theirs, but then you still have to kind of act as a leader who is helpful, not being correct person, but who is helpful for the, like, for the team. Like, w were there any particular time you can kind of, you know, um, talk about? Sure, I mean, I, again, I, th I think that it's, it's important to listen because everybody mm -hmm. wants to feel like they've been heard, whether it's somebody that is on your team or whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's a client who is mm -hmm. uh, bringing up their own suggestions. Uh, and we welcome that. We, we want to hear their suggestions because they, the reality of it is nobody knows their business more than they do. Nobody knows mm -hmm. your business more than you do. Nobody knows my business more than I do. It is impossible because of the amount of time and effort that I spend on it. Mm -hmm. Nobody could possibly know my business more than I do. So, um, you know, you have to you have to listen in the context of business and leadership. Le leadership is about making decisions. And if you don't make decisions, mm -hmm. you're not leading. And again, this is where, you know, I'll, I'll bring it full circle. You do the best with you. You do the best that you can with the information that you have. Mm -hmm. So you don't concern yourself with making necessarily the correct decision. You just make the best decision and you move forward with it. And you move forward with conviction and you move forward with certainty. And you move forward with the flexibility that if in the event you get different information that comes in, you have the flexibility to pivot on that decision. So mm -hmm. to give you an idea of how all of this works, the way we work is we take a company and the first thing we do is we do research, research, research. We want to know about the person. We want to know about the company and what it stands for and what the values are, who their ideal client is, what the marketplace looks like. We study their competitors. Like we do a deeper dive than anybody else in the industry because we want to know all the data or, or all the intel that we can possibly gather Mm -hmm. on that business mm -hmm. and then and only then do we take that and set out a game plan as to okay here this is your goal this mm -hmm. is the data that supports that goal this is the best course of action to mm -hmm. take in order to achieve that goal by the way that's the exact way that professional sports team mm -hmm. you know put out their game plans for for their for their next game. It's the mm -hmm. same way that uh, military forces, they gather intel to, to uh, put together an operation. But then once you actually get into that operation, once you actually get into that game, mm -hmm. you start getting new feedback and you start getting new data come, you know, mm -hmm. coming in. 
And you have to have that flexibility to change the game plan, to change the operation, you know, as you go. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially in the marketing world, mm -hmm. you know, you could proverbially, proverbial, whatever, you know, you could be, <laughs> you could be digging three feet away from a vein of gold. Mm -hmm. But you would only know that if you weren't stubborn and kept digging the hole in the same place. But if you looked at the data and said, you know what, if we just move this just a fraction over here to mm -hmm. just extract the extra 1% out of things, mm -hmm. then the whole thing explodes. And then everybody's millionaires, right? But, but that's, how, that's how you behave um, as a leader. You just have to have the conviction that given the data that I've got, given the mm -hmm. intel that I've got, I am mm -hmm. making the absolute best decision that I can, mm -hmm. but it's not set in stone. Mm -hmm. You know, I have the flexibility, I have the knowledge, I have the leadership to pivot that decision or, mm -hmm. or modify that decision as new information comes in. Mm -hmm. And to me, I that's see. the only way, uh, that's the only way that you can really have massive uh, success because if you, if you come up with one decision and then it's that way or the highway, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and the new data comes in and, and says, mm -hmm. Hey, look, you, you, you need to just adjust things just a little bit, maybe not a lot. Mm -hmm. you, you have to have that flexibility going forward. Right. I, I see it as a little bit of a dilemma too there because well, looking at Japanese uh, businesses, corporations mm -hmm. i think the culture the work culture is very different in that sense i think mm -hmm. a lot of those corporations contain a lot of senior leaders who are like i guess who are the managers right and then the way it works in japan is that once you're managers like it's really hard for the younger people to come in to take over the management right so they kind of, they can't hire, fire people. That's the thing in, in Japan, Japanese rule. Like they can't hire people, uh, fire people, uh, even if you're older. So I think, and then also we have this respect culture, uh, respect of elderly culture, right? Like in the culture. So that being said, I think sometimes our leaders fail to accept that like innovative concept. They just want to sit sit on their like own seat of management and I guess so to speak ego of being that you know authority figure in the company because just because I'm old like kind of and then we we still have that um, environment I think and then now it's changing a lot compared to before but then if you even look at the numbers of startups or the ecosystem that's built around uh, startup companies for example um, particularly tech startup companies it's very surprising because tokyo has like such an amazing you know advanced technology and everything but then the numbers of these businesses being born the new businesses being born is like really really lower compared to america for example mm -hmm. so i think in japan also like we kind of need to um have that flexible thought as you were pointing out in the leadership that so was very interesting Okay, so 
I want to close this interview for today. And okay. before closing it, I had really such an amazing time interviewing you today. You brought out like many, many interesting perspectives. So I, I really want to thank you for that. Okay. And before I closing out, huh? I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed perfect, it too. perfect. So be before closing out, I wanted to ask you, like, where can people find you on social or wherever? Like, where can they go? Yeah, there's two places uh, you can find me. Again, my name is Creighton Wong with Exponential Clients. And so I hang out a lot on LinkedIn because I'm constantly working with innovative business owners uh, to help them grow their business. And, uh, and then the other place is you can, you can go to my website, uh, which is exponentialclients.com. And I've got a cool training over there. A lot of the stuff that we talked about here called the, um, uh, the ultimate business growth playbook. And you can check that out as well. Uh, but yeah, send me a message and, and, and reach out to me. I, I love having these conversations and, uh, seeing where businesses are and, and seeing where, uh, where we can help them. Perfect. I'm going to also list your links on the description so people can go awesome. on there. Okay, great. perfect. Well, thank you very much for coming today. All right. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you.